Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I think uh, all of you listeners are in for a real treat today. I know that I am. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we vibed really well in the pre-show chat, so I think this conversation is going to be a lot of fun. I'm very happy uh, to welcome you, Bijal Patel, to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Evan. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that is by making sure that all the listeners are on the same page and they have the context they need to really get the most they can out of this conversation. So for all those people, go ahead and tell us, who are you and what do you do? Hey, I'm Bijal Patel. I am the founder and proud owner of a world-class branding and business strategy company called Launch. And what we specifically do is we help established online businesses get to their next levels, whether it's in revenue, presence, authority, all out awesomeness. That is what we do. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Branding and, you know, business growth expert. I love it. That is amazing. Now, have you, have you been an entrepreneur for your entire like adult life or has this been a recent development? I feel like it's recent. It's been like three years. Oh my goodness. Okay. What were you doing before? I did corporate interior design. Like, so oh. corporate offices, hotels, things like that. Oh, so you didn't work for corporate. You did interior design for corporate offices. While working at a very, very corporate place in America. <laughs> <laughs> it was like corporate on corporate on corporate, you know. Oh my God. Doing things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I commend you for, for lasting in that for a little while, but I also commend you for getting out, starting your own thing. That's exciting. Yes, thank you. <laughs> How did that happen? I got fired. Oh my goodness. <laughs> After having my second child, so my mom had my first child worked at the the company. They like loved me. They like literally I got a performance review bonus. They're like, we're so happy we hired you as our strategic hire. Come around another year, had a second kid, and they're like, we really see you kind of dragging in performance and it seems like you're coming late to work. I'm like, I am like literally nursing an infant and they're like, just not seeing the same dedication that we used to. And I'm like, I'm on like three hours of sleep a night doing the best I can. And yeah, got pink slipped. Oh um, my God. After winning them a $25 million um, big office skyscraper public lobby renovation project downtown. And I was like, what about the $25 million project? And they literally were like, and we are so appreciative of that for, for what you did. We just still don't think it's a fit. And I said, oh all right, God. 
grabbed my stuff, walked out that door, and soon after realized I am completely unemployable by the corporate world anymore. And I'm going to go make a legacy of my own. And here oh I am. Oh my God, that is crazy. That is an incredible story. Oh my God. It didn't God, feel like it in the moment. In the moment, well, I'm I sure felt, it didn't. I left all like a diva and I got in the car and I just bawled my face <laughs> out. Like I didn't even, I just wanted to die. I had, I just felt like I got an F in the world of employment for somebody who was obsessed with getting A's. And uh, yeah, it hit me in my gut and face and body for, um, you know, several months, but we, right. we pulled it back together. And here we are. And I've designed this amazing space and place called launch where I employ people and guess what we have moms and we celebrate them and you know we we celebrate each other because it's one of the hardest jobs you can have oh, um yeah. yeah that's crazy I can't even imagine how tough that must have been because that's and it's a story right a tale as old as time right when it comes to <laughs> corporate it's like they don't actually care about you the employee right? They do not. I mean, you had a child, like what the hell did they expect was going to happen? And it was like, what do you mean dedication? Like she has a child, like, come on. So it was just, it was like the most corporate speak you could ever imagine. They're like, we just feel like you're not the same. You're right. I'm not, I'm actually still healing from childbirth. (laughs) I'm still raising a human. And, um, that's actually what was one of my impetuses to start launch, to have, a, a place where I could be the employer and call the shots. And right now my executive assistant is out with her daughter because it's picnic day at school. And it doesn't matter that it was 1 PM my time. It's like, she worked early. She's got to go do her thing. And I was like, go have fun. And by the way, tell Stella, I said, hi, like that's the kind of company and culture I've created now. So it kind of all came back um, exactly better than I could have ever expected it. But that is incredible. That is incredible. And when it, I mean, come on. Honestly, picnic day sounds pretty awesome. Even for me, a grown adult, I would like to do that. But <laughs> you're right. Is, we need picnics too. It's uh, yeah, actually though. But that 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 is incredible that you were able to take what happened to you and turn it into something that happened for you, exactly. and create this business and empire for yourself, helping you know being the person for your employees that we all wish corporate bosses were to us. Yeah. That is incredible. So why why branding and like the things that you're doing now, why this business specifically? Well, it's kind of, so it was just like, just like how this weird winding tale and story has gone. So after I started the business, I did commercial interior design because doesn't that make sense? I've done it for like 10, 15 years. I've won a bunch of awards. I've worked for fortune 500 companies and startups, like doing the interior design thing that like I was doing well in comes February of 2020, the month before COVID hits, as you know, and my business was already stalling to a halt. And I was like, Oh my God. And I see COVID hit in March and I'm like, guess who's not going to be in corporate offices right now or in hotel spaces, like the entire world. And so I knew the writing was on the wall. Hey, it's time to pivot. So what I was actually going to do, I, I was actually going to bring designing your remote office space online. Cause imagine all the people who are used to 
working in a corporate job were going to be displaced in their homes, sharing an office with a playroom and trying to make it work. So I was trying really hard to bring that offer online and it just, it just wouldn't stick. It wouldn't stick. It wouldn't stick. It's interesting because it's a good idea. It, right? Yeah. I still think it, I, I hope. That's a great someone, idea. If someone told me some, that they came up with that idea, I'd be like, yeah, do it. Okay. So Evan, this is what everyone told me. And this is why a huge principle of mine is ideas are basically worthless because you need to follow where the market is going. Mm. what does the market say? So in my head and everyone's head, everyone's like, it's great. When it came time, do you want this service and you want to pay for it? Nah, I just think it's cool that you're doing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do the next thing. And so during that time I had joined a mastermind, which online coaching program had no idea anything about Facebook besides I'd post a picture of my kid once, once a week on my wall. And that's all I knew how to do. And as scrolling through my feed and learning organic marketing, like just two years ago, I saw people trying to post their logos and say, do you like option A or B? And I realized, oh my God, online businesses don't understand branding at all. And I saw some atrocious stuff and I was like, why don't I start helping with that? And so people were making businesses like crazy during COVID and they needed the branding to go with it. And I thought I was going to do it temporarily until interior design came back online. Mm, okay. And so temporarily turned into three years and then here you are. Yeah. Total of two years, but yeah. Or two years. Turned yeah, into, yeah. Turned into actually my new passion and I had grown burnt out and tired of interior design and I wasn't finding the freedom and the flexibility. And although I had had a six figure year, it, I had worked also 60, 70, 80 hours, even as being my own employer. And so I didn't have the lifestyle freedom um, and six figures didn't feel as much anymore. And then in came branding and business coaching and I haven't looked back since. Okay. That's, so the six figures, was that from, what did you say? So was that from the other, uh, from the corporate career? And no, you were working like 67? business. We hit oh, the that interior first design. Year. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which was that's, cool. It was so yeah, fun. Like I was the, all bent on having that happen and to have that success. But you know, we right. got there and I was like, well, what price did I pay? Exactly. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's great having all this money, but like, if you have no time to use it, like if you're working 70 hours a week, you're like dead. when the hell are you going to have the energy and time to spend that money that you worked so hard making. I didn't making. even know I hit it till months later. I didn't even know how much <laughs> I made. You know what I mean? Like I found out yeah. like six months later that <laughs> it's like, you know, so. It's so funny how that works. And people like, it's like people use the money itself as kind of the benchmark. But in reality, it's like, okay, well, you're making all this money, but why? Like, what? why did you want? Because six figures is awesome. Why did you want six figures? I mean, you had to want to use it for some purpose. Right. You know, but yeah, 70 hours a week. That's crazy. And that's so it's awesome that you've been able to create this life for yourself and create this life for others as well. I mean, helping yes. other moms not get, you know, shit on by corporate all the time. Exactly. Is incredible. Exactly. Yeah, I love uh, that. That makes me so happy inside. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm curious, this is a question that I like asking when you started in online business, when you, um, you know, began your journey as far as, you know, working 
with branding and things of that nature. What was your biggest fear about working an online business and did that fear end up coming true? Hmm. It's a really good question. I don't know if my fear was about online businesses as much as it was actually the fear to let go the dream that we had sold our, like I had sold myself the, like, I want to be an award-winning designer published in interior design magazine, a principal at one of the major firms in the world. Um, I had sold myself that dream for over 15 years and had taken a lot of steps to get there. It was more of the fear was, am I letting go of that dream because I'm ready for a new one or am I giving up? And that was the thing that was really, really difficult for me to contend with and say, which one is it? Right. Okay. And then you're able to move past that then it sounds like. And I mean, you know, got, it got to a point where I was like, I'm ready to delete all the interior design software off my computer and throw all my samples away. And it was like a cathartic moment to say, you know what? That dream was completed for me. And maybe it didn't exactly hit like the exact thing of being an interior design, even though I actually was mentioned in interior design magazine, but I had it all picture different, but you know, maybe it was time to have a new dream and maybe it was okay to fall in love with something new that we did not go to school for, and we don't have any certificate and there's no legitimacy in this besides like being able to use the program. But it was one of those things that just intrinsically the knowledge was within me. Right. You know what that story kind of hits for me is, uh, is th there's a conversation to be had, I think, around around passion and finding your passion. Because mm -hmm. I, as a as a kid growing up, one of my biggest struggles was always, and when I say kid growing up, I mean just all the way until like a few years ago, frankly. Yeah. Um, but it, one of the biggest struggles for me was always answering the question like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Right. Yeah. What is your, what are you passionate about? What do you want to spend your time doing? I had no, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I hang, hang out with my friends playing video games. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do like for money. And right. it took me so long to find my passion. And what your story kind of highlighted for me is, is a part of the conversation that I don't hear very often, which is the fact that passion can change even day in and day out. I mean, there does come a point where you have to be consistent and you do have to, you know, pick something and, and, and stick with it for, you know, some amount of time. But yeah. a lot of times people think, you know, you have to go to college, graduate, get the job, stay at the job, retire from the job, die, right? That's like what you're supposed to do. But uh, that is not, you know, your life is your life and you can change what your passion is over time and the fact that you were able to do that from interior design which was something that you spent years doing you created this incredible success doing it you had the the, the idea even like you know after COVID hit you had the idea of doing that interior design for people in their homes and then you switched to something you had no experience or or formal education in doing or well, you had experience, but you didn't have like the formal education with, you know, online branding like that. And you yeah. switched, you found that it was a passion and you stuck with it, which I think is incredible. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think a lot of times that we have to take lessons and then realize where do we fall in the spectrum of the lesson. Some people need help finding a passion and sticking with it until the passion can grow bigger and more fiercely with them. And then other people need the opportunity to not be so rigid and say, maybe it once was a passion. I did give it my all and I hit, I hit my high and my peak with it, but you know, there's still something else within me and that it is okay to have multiple zones of genius and to be multiple, multiple, um, to be talented in a variety of ways. And so I think sometimes when we're trying to get lessons out there and society kind of feeds into us, we're not really sure where we fall in on that spectrum. So it leads to a lot of self-doubt, especially when you don't have a good mentor who's kind of guiding you or a group of mentors where you can kind of find yourself through all the noise. Oh, yeah. And it's really, there's a dark side to everything. Like if someone finds one thing and sticks with it the dark side is that you know they might pressure themselves into staying in it longer than they otherwise would want to or if someone has a whole bunch of different uh, passions and ideas then the dark side is you know half-ass two things or whole-ass one thing right it's not going to grow as fast so you know it's it's people just need to be able to realize that their life is theirs to live and they can choose how they go about it. And I also want to highlight the importance of mentors, honestly, like there's just, and I also, also wanted to shout out that reference to the big leap that you made. I don't know if you read that book or if that was what you intended, but zone of genius. Um, Have you read the big leap by Gay Hendricks? I haven't, but I bet that I've just Uh, been indoctrinated into the language from other people I'm surrounded by. Yeah, Zone of Genius, that's from, I mean, I don't know, maybe he got it from somewhere else, but I know that from the book, um, The Big Leap, which is an incredible book. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend everyone listening to check that out and read it. But yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. So uh, as we begin to kind of wind down the podcast, I am a huge advocate for actionable advice. I hate it when I see people who are like the serial readers, right? And they're, they're reading like a book a day and like, that's great. But I can't imagine you're actually taking the time to implement and do the stuff the books tell you to do, right? right? And so I want, you know, I'm, I'd rather people consume less and do more than just consume constantly. So, you know, an effort of that, I try to, to make sure people can take something away from my podcast that they can really sink their teeth into and use today. So as someone who's an expert in the world of branding and business building, I wanted to ask you, what would you say? is your number one like actionable tip for someone listening who wants to take their you know branding and business to the next level. Man, I have so many actionable tips. I'm very much like you are where we are in an overconsumption of information and an under action taking part of our lives. Like this is the most information you could ever have access to as humanoids on this planet is right now. So you've got to be able to turn on that action meter. And so here's the one I think that I will I will leave for your audience is to work on something really, really specific, which is your brand differentiator. And what a brand differentiator or differentiators, if you want extra credit, means is how do you stand out from your competition? Why do you stand out from your competition? What's memorable about your brand or you or what you do or your specific 
IP, your specific methodology. And what this allows people to do when you put it into the framework of how am I different? How is my brand different? What that allows is you to look at your brand from an outside point of view. And when I say the word competition, let me clarify this for your audience, because this is going to be really helpful, guys, is don't think of it as somebody who directly is like, oh, I do branding. Let me find somebody who does branding too. So for example, just using me as an example, some of my competition is not directly branding. It's actually business owners deciding, do I pay for a copywriter? Should I get a new funnel made? Or maybe should I invest in my branding? Or maybe I need a coaching mastermind. It's any parallel activity that a business owner or, or a person, if you're selling B2C, can take instead of you. So if you're in a fitness coach, it could be maybe not other fitness coaches, although they could be. It could be that they'd rather pay for a outsourced meal plan. Um, it could be that they'd rather pay for um, a Peloton machine, you know what I mean, rather than your coaching. So take a look at that and come up in your own words and show it to your you know, trusted entrepreneurs and market and say, and make sure you really refine it. And so that it isn't vanilla, it isn't generic, that it really, really, really exudes what is your secret sauce and what makes you special. That's amazing. Because I mean, that's that money that someone's going to spend on you and your services. I mean, you know, it's really easy to take that money and spend it somewhere else. So why would they spend it on you? And when you don't, and when you don't have that secret sauce defined and written out in a way that's so clear in your mind, then when you are on a podcast, when you are inviting in a speaking engagement, when you are at live events and you're meeting people, you don't know how to position yourself to be the authority to capture the attention and interest and get people to buy your offers. So I promise you, if you do that activity, your copyright is going to be better. Your presence is going to be better. Pitch is better. And you will convert more people on your sales calls. That is amazing. That is some gold advice right there for sure. And I hope that anyone listening who is interested in that can really take it and run with it. And I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and sharing all of your incredible insights and your amazing inspirational story. For people who are interested in, in learning more about you and all the things that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? So we can, you can find me on my website, which is we, W-E, launch, L-A-U-N-C-H dot designs, a very simple we, launch dot design. Or you can find me on Facebook and my specific URL on there is Vigil, B-I-J-A-L dot launch. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at we launch you. So any of those places you can hit me up and I'd be happy to chat with you guys. That makes it easy. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Evan. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.